Behind every farm, winemaker, bottle, and grape lies an untold story. This is Behind the Bottle, a monthly podcast by Cape Classics, a South African and French wine importer founded in 1992. We are committed to discovering and sharing these tales. I am Mary Ellen Phillips, and in today's episode, we are here with winemaker Gavin Brevere-Slabber chatting about wine brand B Vintners from South Africa. Thank you for joining us, Gavin. We're excited to have you here. Let's start at the beginning. How did you get into the wine business? So, Mary Ellen, there's a, probably a long and a short answer to that, but um, when I finished my secondary schooling, I was already uh, quite exposed via my cousin Brewer to wine and <clears throat> the industry as, as a whole. And uh, I approached my parents, who were absolute teetotalers, um, <laughs> to to you know tell them that this is what I thought I should do with my life and 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 uh, go and study winemaking and, and become a winemaker like my cousin, who who at that stage I was exposed to a bit. She said, Gavin, not uh, over my dead body, uh, will I uh, uh, fund your education into wine to study uh, to make people drunk for a living. So I thought, you know, that was quite harsh, but uh, I'll do what you uh, require me to do. And I, and I went uh, to university and I studied commerce for, for three years. And, but there was still a void. I, I you know, I, I felt that uh, my life's path wasn't wasn't going in the right direction. So I took a year um, off and I, and I uh, traveled to New Zealand, where I played a bit of rugby. Uh, almost uh, there's a bit of equivalence to uh, probably to American football, mm-hmm. just in terms of the contact, but uh, rules-wise, very different and, and in a much shorter format. So I did that and. Then also worked in a, on a winery um, on the north of the South Island, very close to um, Nelson. And there really, you know, I just decided and, and, you know, it all just came to me that this is what I want to do and this is what I should do. And I, I returned to South Africa, to Stellenbosch, um, I think there's 2006, the latter part of 2006. And I mm-hmm. applied to Elsenburg, which is the agricultural college. And said to Brewery, this, this, you know, this is what I, I feel I should do. And he was very supportive. And at that stage, my mother also came around and saw that, you know, I'm quite serious about this wine thing. And so uh, I studied again for a three-year period, uh, Vinny and Viticulture. So after quite a bit of time at university, I, I finally graduated uh, in 2009. Um, and then... You know, traveled a bit and, and did more harvest. I spent some time in Sonoma with uh, uh, French winemaker Verite, and so yeah, it's a, you know, it was a it was a journey to eventually get into the industry. Uh, but when you know everything eventually added up, it was it was fun to start. Definitely. Yeah. And what's your current role? So um, at the moment, uh, myself and and Rue work quite closely together. Um, we have three projects that we run um, Rod Family Wines, which is the backbone of, of the business. It's a focus on Chenin Blanc and, and Cabernet Franc, and we specialize in this, and we see ourselves as, as a new world leader in those varieties. And then there's a project uh, where I aid him, and in Zakona and Vembe, who were the fir- was the first 
uh, Zulu African winemaker in South Africa. They started that project in 2004. And then we have a bit of a, a creative outlet in Brewery Vintners or Bee Vintners mm-hmm. um, where we have gone about a vine exploration um, where there's no mandate, uh, where creativity is 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 the is the the gateway or the the, the phrase that pays, mm-hmm. should I say that? Yeah. And tell us about V Vintner. How did that project come to fruition? <clears throat> so, in South Africa, you know, I feel we have so much diversity and and riches of diversity. Um, you know, if ever you visit South Africa or the Cape. Um, Winelands, you'll fly into the, uh, the, the, the airport, the national airport um, for the area, Cape Town International. And when you land and you look out of the window or you, you go out into the terminal, there'll be a lot of mountains. And, and really there's, there's five loose, ma- loose standing mountains that rise up out of the ocean. You know, this translates into so much micro-crews, micro-climates and diversity um, within the winelands that we really felt that, you know, the next phase of the South African wine industry is going to be so much more about specialization, focusing on soils, focusing on marrying the right variety. And we wanted to, you know, contribute to this narrative and be a part of this quality focus in terms of terroir. Um, so that is really where, where Beavenness was born. We built the, the, the brand on four pillars, or cornerstones, and, and we refer to this as vine, terroir, heritage, and future. So these four uh, pillars are very strong or very important to um, how we go about you know, deciding what we want to do and, and how we would then do it. Obviously, the vineyard is the starting point. The terroir influences everything that you will eventually uh, have in, in bottle. And then looking to our heritage, looking at 350 years of winemaking, you know, when, when uh, uh, Bordeaux was still waterlogged, we were already producing wines in, in South Africa. So there's a rich history that isn't always told. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the future aspect is now, 25 years later, after sanctions were lifted off South Africa, the way that we are going about things, having a bit of a, a vision for the future mm-hmm. and, and bringing things into a modern context. And, and that's where I think the future aspect is very important. Yeah. Celebrate the past, but look towards the future. Exactly. There is a significance to the name, correct, Bee Vintners? Yes. So uh, the B is uh, the abbreviation for Brewer. Obviously, Brewer Rods and, and Gavin Brewer Slubbert. Um, the the Brewer family name is, is of our mother's maiden surname. And it's actually uh, eighth generation French Huguenots. So when the Huguenots were persecuted and they uh, dispersed um, from Europe, um, the Cape at that stage was also one of the destinations and we have quite a rich history um, of, of French Huguenots and, and we are eighth generation brewers so that's where the, the the name has come from we also feel very strongly about if we put something or we put our name on something we produce that's the final stamp of approval that's the final um, you know real seal of authority that, that we won't put anything our name to anything that is not of exceptional quality 
and and that's why why everything that we do carries our name. Speaking of names, some of the names of the wines carry carry some historical weight as well, right? There's some meaning behind them. You you are correct, uh, Mary Ellen. Um, the the wines have a, a strong connotation to where um, fundamentally they have come from, or, or how we see them um, going through evolution to to be brought into modern context. So. Um, Two of the wines uh, that, are, that are available or will be available in the market are, are very strong um, in terms of what is unique to South Africa. And when we started this, you know, this her- heritage nar- narrative, we wanted to um, be very clear on the fact that we want to make wines that can't be replicated anywhere else in the world. Um, when you look at areas, there's always things or wines or varieties that that have a very strong um, connotation to to the area and we wanted to draw on that and obviously history will guide you in this Um, so we have a white wine um, that we refer to as Harlem to Hope Um, Harlem is one of the cities in the Netherlands where the Dutch um, left Europe when they set up a trading post in the Cape of Good Hope um, in the 1650s to service uh, the spice route where trade uh, trade between um, Asia and, and Europe and, and when they brought those first vines to the Cape they left Harlem to the Cape of Good Hope so that's Harlem to Hope the name and they picked up the first vines in the northwest of uh, France at La Rochelle um, and these vines that they brought to the Cape um, was Chenin Blanc, Semillon, and Muscat of Alexandria. Um, so these vines have always been a part of, of what we have produced in South Africa for, like I said, more than 350 years. How we know that this, these were the first varieties, um, they were ship's journals, and all these captains had to document what went onto the ship and what went off the ship. And on this documentation, that were discovered many centuries later, these varieties were, were documented as being on those first boats. Um, so the first wines were produced in 1650, uh, 1659 mm-hmm. um, in South Africa. So like I said, it's quite a long and rich history that we have. Chenin Blanc, you know, we've really always in South Africa felt that this is the flag bearer of, of what we could work with and or could bring to, to the international market almost um, like New Zealand with Sauvignon Blanc or uh, Malbec with Argentina and the reason for this is um, we have more than half of the world's planting of Chenin Blanc in South Africa so um, that that makes it quite significant in, in terms of our production in South Africa uh, and then we are also blessed with many old vineyards which um, now make fantastic wines but not only that we we have during the the past um, couple of decades really uh, you know seen what quality we can achieve some from Chenin Blanc so also plantings now going into the soil that that will in in future even elevate the the quality and and what we are achieving at the moment with Chenin Blanc um, to a next level. Um, Semillon uh, it's referred to as the Groendrijf, green grape. Um, in the late 1800s, 19th century, 
90% of everything that was planted in South Africa was semi-old. So it, 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 it played a quite a substantial role, um, yeah. be it though in, in, small, uh, um, in small quantities but at that stage, but it, it's always been part of what we do. So semi-old um, and then the muscats, uh, obviously from Africa. From North Africa, Egypt found its way with trade between North Africa and Rome, and and then there's a lot of um, genetic, uh, uh, you know, crossing and uh, pollination that occurred with Muscat. So you have so many Otternell, Frontignang, Alexandri, um, and maybe uh, Frontignang is probably the most famous from South Africa, mm-hmm. being made into the Vinde Constance, mm. which was Napoleon Bonaparte's. Kind Constantia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, these varieties have always been part of what we do. And luckily enough for us, they work quite well in a blend. Yeah. And making, making wines that, that are not only unique, but I think exceptional as well in quality. So all of those varietals are blended in the Harlem de Hope bottling. That's correct. That's mm-hmm. correct. So the terroir is obviously super important to your mission. The wines are sourced from Walker Bay Vineyards in Stellenbosch, I believe. That's correct. That's correct. Um, so, yeah, obviously, um, you know, and maybe this is this is something that's really come to to the fore during the last couple of weeks, and and, and you know, just chatting to people in in various markets is how South Africa fills a very niche position in terms of wine quality and wine the wine qualities characteristics um, characteristics we 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 are seen as a as a new world country. But we've been making wines for 350 years. So it makes us, you know, almost old world in, in that sense. And if you look at our climate, it's warmer than Europe. Further south, so there's a lot of sunlight hours, hours and, and warm units. And this allows us to produce wines that are that are full of flavor in terms of fruit flavors. Um, you know, and that makes it quite attractive. But then our soils are some of the oldest soils in the world. When the rest of the world during the Ice Age was frozen over. That southern tip of Africa didn't freeze over. And um, that's why we also seen as the cradle of mankind, because from there, mm-hmm. everybody was populated through, throughout the rest of the, the world. But those soils didn't freeze over. So they've been decomposing for more than 600 million years. Mm-hmm. And that gives us a, a soils that are, that are low in nutrients, well-drained, and when you marry this lovely sunlight that we have in this warm unit with soils that are of a nature that for quality winemaking, you get a, almost a, a structure and a, and a, and a, a, a palette weight in the wines, which is very old world in, um, in, style. in style. So you've got on the one, fruit, one side this beautiful fruit purity and depth, and then on the other side the structure, the elegance, the, the understated qualities of, of an old world style mm-hmm. wine. And that is because of climate mm-hmm. and soil. And when you marry this, it's terroir. The thing that now, the impetus now lies on us to make sure that when we plant vineyards or when we work with vineyards, that they are suited to the right soil, that they're married with the right soil. And this, I think, will showcase the wines, expressive, cultivate expressive wines, mm-hmm. um, but that South African focus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
that will make it unique. And, and, and that is what we are trying to do with Bee Vintners, is go out in search of, whether it's old vineyards, mm-hmm. it's not the mandate, it's not the, 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 the be-all and the end-all, but if there's old vineyards on the right soils, mm-hmm. like Chenin Blanc on granite soils in the Stellenbosch region, we'll work with it. If there's um, areas like Walker Bay, you mentioned, mm-hmm. Sunday's Glen Sondagskloof, which is limestone, mm-hmm. ocean-facing, never been planted to before, before the early 2000s, we'll work with that. And, and that's what we are doing at the moment. So that's probably the most exciting of the projects at the moment is the, is the terroir-specific um, focus where there's more of a future, uh, future aspect to it. Um, where we have in this newest ward of the Walker Bay Appellation, these vineyards um, of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir mm-hmm. planted on this limestone, 350 meters above sea level, um, very close to the ocean. We're talking probably about 10 miles. So you've definitely got the cooling breeze off that. Um, like I said, the altitude and then the, the limestone soil. And these limestone soils in that little ward are the only ocean-facing limestone vineyards in South Africa. All other limestone soils are found inland, continental climate, uh, very close to Robertson. So, you know, this is hugely exciting from a viticulture uh, point of view, working with these sites. You know, there was no, um, there was absolutely no uh, point of reference when we started this project because no wines have ever been made from from this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be, you know, a trendsetter in terms of what we are doing there is very exciting. And also when you when you compare this specific Chardonnay and Pinot Noir to other South African wines, it's very, very different. Um, I don't think South Africa has really realized how different it is because you sit with wines that are much more linear, that are much more expressive of their of the vibrance and acidity than what we currently have just because of, of, of the lack of clay in the soils and the, and the well-drained, low nutrient aspect. And, and that really, for us, you know, makes it exceptionally exciting to be working with this specific site for, for the Black Bream Pinot Noir and the Fire Heath Chardonnay. Did you, you guys planted the vines then in Walker Bay? Um, so Brewer consulted on the, the planting of these vineyards. Uh, the farm which we uh, work with, um, it was developed by a very good friend of his. And he invited him to come and um, see what he was doing. Uh, he, he, was, uh, uh, he was a sheep farmer from the Karoo and then he moved to... Uh, the Western Cape, which is obviously more fruit and, 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 and grapes. Yeah. And so he, he wanted a bit of input from Bouwe. And Bouwe said to me, when he drove up um, on the road that he developed to his main house, the manor house, um, on that road there was a section that on both sides was just these limestone rocks that were lying and he said to him when he got to the house, before he said hello or anything else, he said, Billy, whatever you do on this farm, just please promise you that you will plant Chardonnay and Pinot Noir in that <laughs> section of the farm. And luckily he listened to him. Mm-hmm. So he helped at that stage just with the, the development. And, and then um, five, 
five, six years down the line, he contacted us and said, listen, he feels these vineyards are now ready if we would like to work with us. And, and it's then that, you know, at that stage that we, we started um, with the project, uh, Be Vintners. And, and it was perfect. And I just fell into exactly into what we were looking to do, you know, exploring and doing things that were not run of the mill and not just another Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but something that is specific because of very uh, specific fundamentals. So Gavin, you work with on Roth's Family Wines, MR and B Vintners. How do the philosophies sort of differ for the three projects? You know, that's, that's very, it's always been a very clear message that we've, um, that we've uh, communicated. And Rod Family Wines is an absolute specialist in producing Chenin Blanc and Cabernet Franc. And like I said earlier, to, to be a new world leader in these two varieties. MR makes one wine, De Compostela, Bordeaux variety, focus on ultra-premium, world-class wine from South Africa. 2004, when we started this project with Nzukona, you know, everybody was trying to just get into the, into the world market, not having a clear vision or picture to what we will take mm-hmm. to the world, you know, 10, 15 years down the line. And I think MR has really, you know, set the the bar very high for world-class ultra premium red wine from south africa and then b vintners is just an uh, uh, absolute creative outlet for what you know we see as special unique um and and just exploration you'll always be taken on a journey with with b vintners and and things are always evolving and, and always adapting and, and, you know, it's just something that, that, that is really exciting, you know, in the current, in the current um, position where we are. But saying all of this, three very diverse um, individual brands, but all underscored by one uh, phrase, and that's quality by design. Everything that we do, we will, we will make sure it is of the utmost quality. And what we do is very precise and, 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 and very much dedicated to, to quality. This episode of Behind the Bottle was recorded and produced in our offices in New York City. You can purchase any of the wines discussed today online at wine.com. For 10% off of your order, enter Cape Classics at checkout. For more information on Cape Classics wines, please visit capeclassics.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cape Classics Wines. Thank you for listening and please tune in next time. Until then, cheers.